Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 6th Sunday episode of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson a writer for BlazersEdge.com and former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The network has been growing. Uh, lots of great stuff has been happening. We, ju- we got a shout-out the other day in Sports Illustrated, so that was cool. So the network is doing uh, great things. Uh, we, we keep on growing the number of, uh, of stations we have. We're getting more listeners. It's great, and thanks for being a part of it. Uh, and the reason you listen and why you're here is because we're going to give you uh, the, the, the latest and best updates on the Portland Trailblazers. And without wasting any time uh, on this episode of Locked On Blazers... I'm flying solo tonight, by the way, but I hope you have enjoyed our variety of guests and, of course, also co-host Dane Carbaugh. But the Blazers win on Sunday afternoon to move to 4-3 and three overall and get their first consecutive victories of the season. The Blazers win 194 in Memphis against the Grizzlies, a team that won in free agency against the Blazers as the Blazers tried to target Chandler Parsons in free agency. If you remember, uh, he was the the, the candidate uh, that they chose to go after, but Chandler Parsons ultimately ended up going to Memphis and the Blazers ended up with Evan Turner, but the Blazers win the game tonight. Uh, Chandler Parsons did make his debut. Parsons played 21 minutes, was a minus 11, zero points, but the story of the night was not Chandler Parsons. It was C.J. McCollum putting together a spectacular performance, tying a career high with 37 points on the evening, or excuse me, on the afternoon uh, in Memphis. Memphis kind of where C.J.'s stardom somewhat took off if you remember a couple of years ago when the Blazers were in the playoffs the year before Aldridge left and everyone was hurt and the Blazers were kind of struggling there to to finish the season but CJ McCollum uh was really solid uh in that playoff series played great and 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 kind of showed uh gave us all a preview of what we would end up seeing the following season when he won most improved player and tonight he really carried the load on a night when Damian Lillard who as we mentioned uh, on on the last podcast which we recorded on Saturday with Malika Andrews from the AP that you know Dame has been great 
we we mentioned where he was in, in the scoring charts you know tied for second basically uh really was not just scoring a lot and taking a lot of shots but doing so efficiently and Lillard did not have it tonight which is what you would expect because of he's had it on an incredible level for the uh, majority of the season so far I mean there really has only been uh one game where Lillard has it. there tonight today was the first game where you could objectively say that Damian Lillard did not play well and I will say that he did not shoot well tonight but CJ McCollum just really stepped up and I think this is what you can see sometimes and I I guess maybe this is a problem with Memphis that that they just have right now um but it's really hard to guard both of these guys Mike Conley is a fantastic defender and you could probably say for the most part that he you have to give a lot of respect to him when you're playing against him, especially defensively. And I think it's fair to say that him guarding Lillard took something away from the Blazers. And they tried to put James Ennis on CJ McCollum a lot down the stretch of this game. And there was really just no answer for him. I thought last year, it was funny because I thought last year that the, these two teams played and the Blazers looked good and it was pretty easy, but then they, um, but I, I thought that the thing that really changed things for the Grizzlies in this matchup was when they got Mario Chalmers and Chalmers really gave them that extra, especially just in the matchup against the Blazers because they have two guys of point guard size, point guard quickness out there handling the ball and scoring a lot that you need another guy that can defend and move with them. And James Ennis just seemed a little step slow and CJ burned him all night long. He didn't just get him. He got Chandler Parsons. He got anybody that guarded him taking step back three pointers, getting to the rack, hitting the, you know, everything CJ had it going and was really the guy down the stretch. You could kind of see Damian just get the ball to him and it'd be possession after possession. CJ would get the ball, end up with the ball and the Blazers would look to him to create down the stretch and 37 points tonight again matching a career high for CJ McCollum and really providing his first big game of the season uh I I think we we can definitely say that about CJ we talked about Damian Lillard needing some help he got it tonight and for the first time the Blazers win consecutive games so uh you know CJ McCollum obviously has had good games this season good game in the opener good game at Denver especially down the stretch when he had struggled early but uh this was kind of the first one where he you know really just took over the game and this is what he can do I I I never doubted that CJ could do this it was just in the first six games he there wasn't really anybody there uh on a night-to-night basis that could you could really say that was really helping um Lillard and I think part of that could have been attributed to the inconsistency uh with with the bench play and and those combinations what have you but uh the Blazers get the help that they need tonight and also Maurice Harkless I think deserves uh, a ton of credit so far in the start to the season I think he has played much better than I had expected also in addition to the fact that he has played well uh there was uh several reports following um 
their game in Phoenix where they lost, where uh, Harkless kind of got on the Blazers for not playing well enough, not playing hard enough defensively, and, and, and really got into them in the locker room and kind of emerged as a uh, a voice in the locker room. But he hasn't just been a voice in the locker room. Harkless has been playing very solid basketball and doing everything that Al Farouk Aminu did last year for the Blazers because through seven games so far, Maurice Harkless has is averaging nearly 11 points a game, about four rebounds, 30 minutes per, and shooting 36% from three on three attempts per game, not turning it over a whole lot, uh, not necessarily getting a whole lot of steals or blocks, but the Blazers have played good defense, and they did they won the game tonight, especially defensively, with Harkless and Aminu, uh, but Aminu has not shot well at all so far this season. Uh, shooting five, he's averaging five three-point attempts per game and shooting 25% from deep. He's also shooting an abysmal 30, 53% from the free throw line and a 27% from the field. CJ McCollum uh, gets back to the CJ McCollum that we know uh, with with tonight's game. Uh, he, he's shooting it well from three. Both he and Lillard are to start the season, both getting to the line. And I, I, I think perhaps a lot, of, perhaps some of CJ's slower start should be attributed to the fact of, of, of the Turner adjustment. Turner has has struggled so far this season. He he has not shot well from the field. Uh, oddly, he has shot well from three, but that's not really you know anything that he has really been doing on a regular basis, and. Uh, he hasn't really been creating a whole lot, and the Blazers haven't played very well with Turner on the court. So uh, they're still working through that, but I thought tonight, or excuse me, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm just going to say tonight, and you're going to know that it was Sunday because I'm recording tonight, and uh, the Blazers played earlier in the afternoon, but nothing has changed since then. Uh, However, back to the point that uh, I was making about uh, the Blazers play tonight, and and, and that was that they, they really found something with Harkless so far in the early season, and Aminu has struggled, and I, I wonder how long they can keep up with that continuing because you have Alan Crabb there who has is just more of a reliable shooter. You get the great game from C.J. McCollum tonight, and you, you get the defense, and... As much as I was, I questioned whether Aminu could keep up the shooting before the season started because I thought it was a fair question, just given his track record of not shooting well in his other stops and only shooting well in his career last season. So I think it's fair to wonder, and and more so than that, its teams were not guarding him in the way that you would say that they respect him as a shooter. But tonight, they won this game on the defensive end, and I I have to read this off. As much as I was ragging on Aminu for his shooting, uh, the Blazers' starting lineup played 21 minutes tonight, uh, which is uh, definitely a little bit more than normal, uh, at least when they all play together. They didn't go to that many other lineups throughout the evening. Uh, But... 
they had a defensive rating of 93.8, which would be, you know, that's, that's lockdown defense. And the, the, the Grizzlies, they have obviously a, a reputation as a slow-paced team, a team that doesn't score it a lot. And they haven't been scoring it very well so far in the early season. But for the Blazers, this was so huge to have a defensive win to have something where they could hang their hat on the defensive end because they had been awful so far in defending the opposing team. I think Lillard had really done a good job of helping carry them offensively, even though their offense wasn't that great, but their defense was really struggling. Uh, it was in the bottom 10 of the league, and it was just not where you want it for a team that says they have aspirations of getting to the Western Conference Finals, that has hopes of getting a top seed, that has a a, a player who people are considering as an MVP candidate. You, you're you not going to have an MVP if you are playing bottom third defense. And so to see the Blazers get a defensive win tonight, CJ McCollum, we know he can score. And that has has not been in doubt it was just a little bit more pronounced in the early season just because of how great Lillard had been but what this team needs to truly figure out more so than anything is they need to figure out a defensive identity and even though it was the Grizzlies who have not played well offensively uh they really locked in down the stretch they showed the versatility, especially of Aminu and Harkless, and even at times Lillard being able to switch on to bigger people on the block, and they were just able to switch everything, and it was really hard for Memphis to score down the stretch. I think that was the one thing that I came away really impressed by. In the last five minutes, the Blazers were actually outscored, but they just did a good enough job of forcing Memphis into tough enough looks throughout the night. Memphis was one of nine in the last five minutes, and the Blazers really were in their face. And that, I think, this team deserves a lot of credit because they have not played well defensively. And uh, the defense and C.J. McCollum won them to game tonight. And, again, tonight was another example of when you see Lillard and McCollum play together. When you see the way that they feed off each other and they understand when the other one is going – how that relationship works. There are not a lot of duos that do it that smoothly, that make it look that comfortable. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit, not in terms of the athleticism, of course, uh, or, you know, I'm not comparing them uh, in the sense of what they can do on an impact level, more so as just um, the way that they share the ball, the way they share the responsibility of leading the team. It kind of reminds me of watching, you know, Wade and LeBron in Miami where the, the, they were just able to play off each other so well because there, there, there just aren't, haven't been a lot of perimeter duos uh, that do it very well, at least it, in, the, in the modern era in terms of guards. And I think that uh, the Blazers guards really in terms of the sharing the playmaking and, and the creating at all, the, the, the controlling of the offense is something that I think is very unique because I think when you watch, say, Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry, they do control the offense with their shooting, or at least they did. You know, last year it's been more so Durant. Um, and, and maybe, you know, Curry and Durant obviously deserve uh, c- 
consideration in this discussion, but, um, you know, because they're starting to play really well together, by the way. Um, but, you know, Curry and Thompson, when they were together, you know, Thompson can create, but he wasn't, you know, called upon to be a creator. And a lot of times it would be uh, Clay and Steph really moving off of screens, using the the playmaking of Draymond to, to get open. And I think where CJ McCollum and Lillard are a little bit more similar to, say, Wade and LeBron, is that they share just a whole lot more of that burden of um, – the creating, the playmaking, and getting open. You know, they, they 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 do rely on their teammates, but I feel like a lot of times when they're creating, they just have um, a lot more of that uh, point guard duty, which I don't think, you know, uh, especially Thompson really does, though I think uh, Curry and Durant definitely do that quite a bit and have already done that, even though uh, they've lost a couple of times and they lost to the Lakers on Friday night, which I saw that game and I was watching it with my buddy, Matt and we were watching the game and we were thinking, okay, so they're going to come back. When are they going to come back? It's going to be in the quarter, end of the third quarter. Eight, you know, how many, how many, how many minutes left? And they, it, you know, they got close and just never came back. That Lakers team, uh, who is actually playing right now against the team that the Blazers will be playing Phoenix, uh, on Tuesday, Lakers looking pretty good, um, so far this season. Uh, so perhaps, um, the Lakers, which, in the past couple of seasons during the Kobe Felwear to farewell tour, they were more uh, kind of the real Lakers of Los Angeles uh, than they were a basketball team. And now uh, with Luke Walton there with the, the young pieces, the young players, it really seems like they're building something, but uh, you know, the, the Warriors look great, but I, I really do enjoy watching Lillard and McCollum play off each other. And I just don't, there are not a lot of perimeter duos you know, even thinking back to a duo that maybe could have been like that, like uh, Wade and Dragic last year, you know, even that didn't go that smoothly. Um, maybe Bledsoe and Dragic uh, was a lineup that, but I think the Blazers obviously showed that they maybe are a little that they are a little bit better. The the the, the Lillard McCollum combo in terms of just the way that they stretch the floor, the way they can get to the rack, the way they can create, and it just is is a joy to watch when one is letting the other go and they kind of. Um, just let each other take over. And and that's what we saw with CJ tonight on a night where Lillard struggled. And uh, Evan Turner mentioned that uh, he struggled to start the season, did not take a shot tonight, was very um, – it, it almost I don't know if he was making a statement. I don't know if he was just sick of bricking shots uh, because he had been early on in the season. He had not shot the ball well uh, at all to start the season. He had lots of – uh, really rough nights. Uh, he was one for eight in the Dallas game, and uh, he just has really not found his way so far this season. Shooting forty percent and just not really uh, doing what you'd like. Having some weird turnovers, and tonight he really didn't look for his shot at all. Zero field goal attempts. Four assists though. One steal. One block. Two turnovers. Uh, had one really nice one of those four assists. Uh, really nice swing pass to Alan Crabb in the corner, uh, catching the Grizzlies, you know, out of the rotation, so to speak, uh, and getting back to Crabb. And it seemed like Turner let the game come to him a little bit. The numbers with him out there have not been good, but 
tonight it seemed like it was a little bit um you know the 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 struggles of the bench were a little bit more were a little bit minimized it felt like uh, in this game uh they didn't struggle as much if you look at the net rating which is you know a, a, a basing it on a per possession basis you know the the blazers bench the unit that played the most had a really great defensive rating and they actually scored pretty well too so Turner out there with McCollum, Harkless, Davis, and Alan Crabb. And again, I mentioned Harkless. Harkless is starting to become a guy who is go- is unlocking a lot of stuff for the Blazers. And he's showing confidence shooting the three, which is important, especially when you're playing alongside Lillard and McCollum. It's just it, it's a must be, to give those two guys the space that they need to really be the players that they can be. And Harkless has been really impressive so far this season. And the way he's played, I read off his stats, the way he's shooting, he's rebounding, he's getting 30 minutes a game, which is pretty impressive in its own right because I I even said it before the season started, you know, Harkless may play, but it may be other guys getting more minutes. And I think that, you know, I thought that, Crab was going to get more minutes than him and that Aminu was going to get more minutes than him. And so far, the guy that's been the most reliable wing, the guy that Stotts has relied upon more outside of Lillard and McCollum has been Maurice Harkless. And I think he's really, you know, he, he you don't really need to give him the ball um, on the block or anything, but this thing that he's doing when he's getting smaller guys on him where the Grizzlies put Conley on him tonight. And I remember in the Clippers game where they put Redick on him and he really just, he just backdoor cuts you. And then he pins these smaller guys underneath the rim. And because of the attention that teams have to pay to Lillard and McCollum, they can't really help down there on the Maurice Harkless post-up because who in the world is is preparing for that in the scouting report at least at this stage nobody is and so Harkless has just been really been able to take advantage of the things that Lillard and McCollum create for a role player you know this job the the things that Harkless is doing on a regular basis are things or at least he's doing more regularly are things that are are going to be there when you play with Lillard and McCollum and to see him take advantage of those things um, the way he has been lately and the way he has so far this season, shooting well, getting to the basket, not just settling, not taking bad shots. I mean, he's shooting almost 48% so far this season, which is really solid. So Harkless, really pleasant surprise so far this season. And that contract, four years, $40 million, looking like a steal uh, seven games in. And the Blazers, uh, maybe not where they want to be necessarily so far to uh, start the season. They are currently fifth. They are a half game back of the Golden State Warriors. And the teams that are at the top of the Western Conference are the Thunder at 5-1, and one, the Clippers at 5-1, and one, who beat San Antonio, who is in third place at 5-2. and two. Blazers are right there. They are tied with... The Utah Jazz right now at four and three, and if the Lakers hold on to this game 
against the Phoenix Suns, they will be tied with the Blazers and the Jazz at five, at fifth in the West, excuse me. And the Jazz just got Gordon Hayward back, which was pretty big. Okay, that's a really big deal. Hayward, their best all-around player, comes back on Sunday afternoon in New York City to score 28 points in Utah's 114-109 win. So they're tied with the Blazers now. And so uh, the Blazers had a tough schedule. I'm not going to say that they dropped some games that they maybe should have won. I think Phoenix might be the only one that comes to mind. Some All their other losses, the Golden State loss and the Clippers loss, are pretty justified. But they had an opportunity with Hayward out to maybe pick up some ground on the Jazz and the Thunder as well. But the Thunder uh, are two games up on the Blazers right now. It's early. Uh, it, it's, it's a little too early uh, to worry too much about where the Blazers stand in terms of all these teams because... There's no telling that uh, that these trends will all sustain itself, but through seven games, the Blazers are uh, two games back of uh, Oklahoma City, even in, for that lead in the division. While the division doesn't matter, it, it does matter in terms of the fact that those teams are all competing against each other, and I think a lot of people pick the Blazers to be a team that would be ahead of the Thunder and the Jazz. And I think that those teams are going to be benchmarks for the Blazers all year. So to see that the Thunder are succeeding uh, as, as much as they are right now is is something to keep an eye on because that if the Thunder keep winning like this, you know, how does that change things for the Blazers or because of the seeding and, and how many teams are really going to be at the top and uh, how is Golden State going to play? They're going to get everyone's best shot there seems like they're getting it, but then, you know, they have stumbles like they did the other night and they, I don't think they're not, even though they've added Kevin Durant and he, they're super lethal offensively, I'm not sure that they're quite as invincible just given the fact that they don't have a lot of depth, you know, Iguodala, um, doesn't look the same. You know, he's having, it seems like he's having trouble, you know, making layups and stuff like that. He, he just doesn't look like he's the same player. Obviously, Bogut not being in the middle really hurts. And it, they're really counting on Kevin Durant to play, to, to carry a huge load defensively, which he has the physical tools to, but he just never has really done that. And even though the Blazers were uh, handily blown out by, by the Warriors the other night and uh, the Warriors blew out the Thunder the other night, with a monstrous performance from Durant. I I think in the regular season, I think it's going to be a lot harder for the Warriors to string wins together in the way that they did last year. I think they'll figure it out. I think they're still the favorites to have the best record in the West, but you know, the Clippers are out here on a mission. The Thunder and Westbrook are clearly out here on a mission. They're just picking up wins. Obviously they're getting some easy, you know, some, some good scheduling, but, um, this is uh, interesting the way things have taken shape so far for the first two weeks of the season. The Blazers are 4-3. and three. They have won two straight games for the first time this 2016-17 season. C.J. McCollum with his best performance of the young season with 37 points, matching a career high. Maurice Harkless with 18 points uh, pitching in and 
Damian Lillard having a tough night from the field going 3 for 11, but he scored 19 points, had 7 assists, and had 6 rebounds, so Lillard still pitching in even on a night when he doesn't have it going from the field. And uh, this game, too, is just, you know, just on a, on a completely aesthetic note, not necessarily uh, statistical or um, projecting where the Blazers are right now. Uh, this game was just fun to watch in, in, in that the, the way that these two teams played. Plumley doing what he does, leading the break, running with the ball, dribbling in transition, finding open shooters, and then on the other end, you have the other center, Marcus Gasol, spacing out to the three-point line, taking three-pointers, and uh, really just changing the geometry of the floor. And it was really interesting to see these two teams play that way. And uh, the the rotation for the Blazers tonight was was interesting. Again, the big man rotation. Uh, Myers Leonard playing ten minutes. He hit a three. Noah Vonleh playing an odd. 2 minutes and 33 seconds. Ed Davis playing 13 minutes and Plumley playing the most minutes at center at 24 minutes. Uh, as I mentioned, that starting lineup played 21 minutes together on Sunday against Memphis. But uh, the Blazers find a way through. They're, they're trying to work through that big man rotation. They're still figuring it out clearly. But they get an important win. They keep pace with Utah. They... I guess may also have to start thinking about keeping pace with the Lakers because the Lakers are looking pretty good lately. So, um, yeah, uh, interesting game though. Just the way that the two teams played, I thought was, uh, really fun, uh, just to see the contrasting styles, but, uh, the Blazers also looking about as comfortable as I've ever seen them look in Memphis, uh, in this game where where they get the victory uh Memphis has traditionally been a very tough place for the Blazers to play but Lillard McCollum especially McCollum made it look easy down the stretch uh pulling away with this win and, and great defense from the Blazers as well uh, Alfredo Camino's shooting slip a little concerning but uh I guess we'll see how that levels out if it levels out and I guess um we're gonna have to talk about that if that continues so uh subscribe to the podcast on iTunes on Audio Boom, Stitcher, it's Locked On Blazers. If you're listening to Locked On Blazers on FanRag Sports, we would love if you subscribe to this podcast. If you left us a review, if you liked us, if if, if you liked what you listened to, um, we would really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to keep tabs on some of the other teams of the league, we have a Locked On for almost every NBA team. We also have Locked On for NFL teams. We have fantasy football, fantasy basketball. If you if you're into all those things, uh, you know, we have a great selection for that stuff. And uh, keep coming back, keep subscribing, tell your friends, leave reviews, uh, and we'll be back with you later on in the week as the Blazers start week three of the NBA regular season. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.